Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast. You're home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree. Here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? So we keep chugging along with our uh, postseason predictions episode here. Uh, we reached nearly the end. Uh, this is our ALCS and NLCS uh, recap episode. We're going to talk about what happened in both uh, what ended up being seven-game series, uh, how the World Series is looking, and really everything in between, how the players uh, played, how we thought uh, both teams are looking. Well, I guess we'll go. Uh, we'll start with the American League. I think that makes the most sense. That's kind of where we usually start our episodes. So we had the ALCS between the Rays and the Astros. Uh, quite a bit of excitement, especially considering uh, we kind of thought it would be a dud of a series about three games into it. Um, the Rays ended up prevailing after seventh game, exciting seventh game. Uh, they were originally up 3-0, and the Astros made a really almost unprecedented comeback, with the exception of the Red Sox, and made it to a seventh game, and it's like the old saying goes, anything can happen in game seven, and the Rays held on barely, and and they're American League champions. They got the pennant. Uh, backed, obviously, by good pitching. Uh, Randy Orozarena's really red-hot bat. The Astros, uh, obviously, I would say that 99% of baseball fans, unless you're an Astros fan, were happy to see them go, um, myself included. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I will give the Astros credit. They they fought back. It's, it's not an easy thing to do, be down 3-0 and, and come all the way back and, and show you have life still in you. Uh, especially with a season that was marred in injuries and controversy and and everyone kind of looking at you. So uh, I guess credit to the Astros. They, uh, it was a valiant comeback. Um, the pitchers stepped up, especially with a, a shortened uh, starting pitching staff, you know, without Verlander and, and the like. But the Rays, uh, you know, the number one seed in the AL, they proved it, beat their division rivals in the Yankees, who were early season favorites. They uh, beat the Astros, who were red hot. And here they are now you know, American League champions. So uh, good for them, good for the Astros for making it. But uh, I think this team is uh, is going to be real tough to beat in the World Series. I don't know how you, uh, I don't know how you're feeling about the Rays or really the series as a whole, but I think that uh, the Rays really, I think, flex their muscles, especially the first few games of the series. So, yeah, what did, what did you think overall of the ALCS? Uh, I think the, the ALCS was, it was a good series. Uh, two teams that, uh, you know, they play, I really think they play against the analytics um, offensively. Mm. You know, the Rays are a big analytic team, but just look at them. They do put the ball in play at times. They try hitting behind runners and aggressive on bases. Um, the Astros made more contact percentage-wise than anybody else. And look how far they got. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. They're striking out and hitting home runs. Mm-hmm. Obviously, both teams hit home runs. Both teams know when to cut down and foul balls off and hit behind runners. And You can see, look at Joey Wendell's at bat. Yeah. Slaps the ball over the third baseman's head. You know, look at uh, you know a couple of those guys at bats behind the runner. G. Man Choi, you know, good good walks and, and big at bats. You know, look at the Astros. You know, they put the ball in play. They don't strike out. Yep. So that's a big thing. It's still no matter what they do, uh, analytic wise and percentage wise and all this other crazy stuff. You gotta you know, uh, situational hitting and put the ball in play. Mm-hmm. So both teams play good defense. Uh, the Rays um, play some of the best defense you're gonna see. Yeah, sure do. And it, it's. You know, you don't come up with these sayings and they don't work. Mm-hmm. Defense and, and pitching yeah. wins your championships. Mm-hmm. Well, they play the best defense. The pitching's been great. And they're in championship. Yeah. Timely hitting. Yeah, so, sure. Um, you know, the Rays are going to be tough to beat. The Astros had a good team. Uh, the fighting Dusty Bakers. Yeah. Um, see if he comes back next year. See what the Astros do. 
Um, a lot of injuries and obviously a lot of stuff going on with them, but they fall hard and they, they went a long ways. Still, I'm sure they'll be back. Uh, the Rays are a good team. I don't really know if they'll, they'll be back because who really knows what they're going to do. They mm-hmm. have 15 guys are going to be free agents. It's kind of like the A's. Um, injuries, people coming back, going off. They're going to trade guys. So, you know, they have a new closer every year. Yeah. So we'll see what they do. But they're a good team. Um, it's a good series. Um, I think the Rays are, are – just they they play good baseball. They play great defense, mm-hmm. uh, and and they run the bases. They do everything. Yeah, it's how you you should win. That's how you're gonna win. And obviously, some other teams they they just try mashing the ball. Yankees, you know, there's a few teams like that. Yeah, even, even kind of like the Dodgers, try mashing the ball. Mm-hmm. A little bit a little bit different, but um, but Yankees are a big team that just tries mashing home runs. Uh, then you got other teams out there who who just play play the game all the way around, and they're they're hard to beat. No matter what time of the year, yeah, it was a good series, and the Rays are a good team. So yeah, uh, managed really well. I think both teams are managed very well. Kevin Cash and, and Dusty Baker. If I'm the Astros, I would I think Dusty Baker earned his earned his spot back. I mean, how do you pass up a guy like that? Obviously, it's not ideal to finish the season under 500, but I guess when it came really down to it, and you needed wins in the playoffs, they're you know uh, they got it done. Dusty Baker, I'm sure. I uh, from what I've heard. People, you know, the Astros players and staff like him. He really resonates with the players. I think he was the right guy to weather them through the storm of, of their controversy. Uh, Kevin Cash, obviously, is a, is a great manager with the Rays. Uh, has done them really well. That whole analytical uh, kind of look they have to him behind the scenes. And, and like you said, they're real uh, being able to situationally hit and have really good pitching and play good defense and really just textbook baseball. And uh, they're an exciting team. And, uh, you know, obviously they're division rivals of the Yankees, so uh, I would have liked to seen the Yankees beat them. But they are, the I would say they're the better team. They're the better team than the Astros, and uh, you're hard-pressed to find anyone in the AL really that could, you know, it proves they're the AL champion. Find hard to find any team in the AL that would challenge them. So I, they deserve their spot there, you know, and, and Charlie Morton, man, and uh, he's really uh, becoming kind of a, a legend in the playoffs here. He's really, he pitches his ass off in the playoffs, so... Uh, good on him. The game one starter is going to be Glass now. I'm sure that's going to be awesome. Glass now is great. So yeah, I, I I thought overall it was it was a great series, fun to watch, and uh, having the Astros come all the way back was interesting too. I thought I I thought they were going to get over that edge just because riding that momentum. It's hard to to as the Rays kind of curb that momentum and and roll it back. But you know Charlie Morton's that stopper, and he came through big for them. And and uh, and Randy Rosarena. I mean, how do you even? What do, you, what do you do against him? Especially if the Dodgers come to the series, what do you even do? We're just scouting report. Just yeah. hope he doesn't hit a home run. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? The Rays are just, um, what they do different, um, to just compare them to the Yankees, because that's who they just beat, you know, in the ALDS, mm-hmm. is uh, they play the same ball all year long. Their pitchers, their relievers, they pitch the same innings, same situations all the time. You know, um, if this is your stopgap guy, this is your cleanup in the, in the fifth inning guy. It always is that way, you know. Diego Castillo is going to be, you know, somewhat closer, but some somewhat a stop guy. Guy Peter Fairbanks is going to be at the end of the game. Yep. Nick Anderson is going to be in the biggest moment. That stuff doesn't change. Yeah. The lineups, you, most of the guys kind of know where they're at. Mm. Some changes. Don't get me wrong, but you know, you're a middle guy. You're a top of the order guy. You're a bottom of the order guy. They know where they're going to be. They know, yeah. you know, kind of know what position they're going to be in. They know who their, their backups know who they are. Their starters, they, when they're they do openers, they do openers all year long. 
So you know who your opener is going to be. You know who your guys following it. I don't like the idea of changing your whole team for just the playoffs. As yeah. the Yankees did, make an opener, make this, change the lineup, do that. Make your guys the same. Yeah. Know where they're going to be. Know what they're going to do. Have situational awareness. That, you know, that, that the biggest thing is they're pitching. They know where they're going to pitch. The bullpen knows where they're going to. Fairbanks comes at the end of the game. You know, the, these aren't big name guys, but they know where they're going to be. So they know how to handle it. They mm-hmm. don't change their team. Yeah. The same team. They play the same way all year long. That's a good point because there's a lot of playoff teams, especially in recent history, where they, like you said, they kind of changed their whole uh, style of play. You know, at the towards the end of the year in the playoffs, it's almost like you got starters that never have entered games at, in relief roles. They come in, and you got guys doing as openers. Uh, point in case with the Davey Garcia, J.A. Happ game two thing that didn't, you know, that doesn't happen in the regular season, things like that, and and that's maybe it's a it's a style of play. Maybe the Rays are going to pioneer here, where it's just like it's the whole bullpen is by committee, and the whole starting pitching is by committee, and it's a whole everyone almost. Uh, has this fluid set of roles where it's not they have this peg this peg this peg this it's like here's your you have two roles bang bang and you yeah. should be ready for both of them yeah you, you don't know? have you know I'm not saying the Rays have that closer set up this is this exact same thing but they have like a uh, a worded role where it's like well you're my the biggest moment of the game you're pitching yeah it's not you're my ninth inning guy yeah you're my biggest moment guy yeah you're my stopgap guy mm. you're my you know my late game guy mm could be the ninth, could be the eighth, could be the seventh. Yeah. You know, it could be the third inning for, for matters who it is. If you're like Nick Anderson, like the biggest moment, he comes in the second, third innings times. So that's a different role. So that's why I think, that, like I said, to go along with their what the Rays do, that's a big thing. And I think every team needs to have consistency. I just sure. don't understand why some of these teams, they change the way they do it. Just get get your starters, throw your starters. Get your relievers, this is what you do. Get your lineup, this is what you do. You don't need 17 different lineups. Mm. You don't need 17 different guys playing different positions every day. You know, um, that was one thing Joe Madden always did, and I never liked it. I mm. never thought. I think that was a big reason why the Cubs struggled after the, they won the World Series. Mm. You always were in a different spot, Chris Bryant, different position, different mm. lineup spot. Always the lineup was always changing. You like getting comfortable and like, all right, I'm a three, I'm a four, I'm a five man. Mm. Once in a while, I'll bet one. Once in a while, I'll bet two. You know, if you're a leadoff guy, you start struggling. Maybe I'll bet seven, eight. That's okay. Yeah. But you know where you're at most of the time. You yeah. know what position you're playing most of the time. You know when you're pitching most of the time. Mm. It's consistency. Take, you know, it's all rhythm. It's all consistency. It's all pregame. It's all that, you know, repetition. You know, you don't want to change that, you know, and, and a lot of teams do that. Um, and it works at times, but it also, you know, could be a big reason why it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. You know, p- pitching guys three innings and then pitching them a day later when he's a reliever. Pitching them three innings, pitching them two days later. You know, you, you could pitch these guys, but just, you know, be mindful of what you're changing their whole approach to the game. Yeah. Which they haven't done. So, Rays don't really do that much. And you can see where that gets them. Yeah, I mean, showing up to the ballpark every day and, and knowing where you're at in the lineup or, or you know, uh, what the approach is for the day. Because these players, I mean, not even just baseball, but sports athletes in general are, are creatures of habit. You know, so once you start messing with that, especially Everybody if they're – Yeah. Oh, yeah. But especially especially athletes, they really – you know, they there's a lot of especially – super superstitious people out there that that play these sports and they love to be able to, to have their same routine eat the same thing at the same time hit in the batting cage at the same time or the same amount and and if you start messing with that especially playoff time where it matters the most it it has an effect that it's it's like an x factor you know you can't yeah. really quantify it but it yeah. you know but you know go to work a whole month straight your same routine 
The next day, get up five minutes later. Don't drink coffee that day. Only have one cup that day if you're a coffee drinker. Don't take a shower in the morning if you're a morning shower. Change that routine and see how where, what it does to you. It messes you up. So th- I think that's a big thing why the Rays are, are a top team, you know, and, and their ability to just, uh, you know, play new school and the analytic approach at times, but really an old school style of baseball. Oh, yeah. Run the bases, make make contact, play great defense. What's so hard about that? Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have, have an uppercut swing every time. It's just, you know, you, you could just play baseball. Go out there and smack the ball around a little bit and have a good time. So Yeah, they have a good time doing it, too. Um, they're a good team. It was a good series. The Astros will be back. They'll have some questions. And then the Rays will see how they do in the World Series here, what that does if they become a money team at that point. They have a bunch of questions. Who's coming back? Who's, you know. So they'll have a lot of questions to answer if they win or not. Yeah, that's the thing with them. They have a little bit of a revolving cast of characters in their lineup and their bullpen and everything because they're not a money team. So they, they get these guys that can fill the gap and, and fill the roles they need. So, yeah, we'll see where they're at, um, especially if they win the World Series. We'll see what happens with that. But, uh, yeah, overall, good series. Uh, credit to the Rays. Real you know, credit to the Astros. I mean, uh, as much as I'm not a big fan, a lot of overcoming the odds there. Uh, just came up a little short at the end. So, yeah, you got the... The Rays are your AL champions. Randy Rosarena is your ALCS MVP. And I think that leads us into our NLCS, which was between the Dodgers and the Braves, uh, in which, again, the series went seven games. Almost the same situation. It was, there was a, a bit of a comeback. The Dodgers, that were down 3-1, to one, pushed to game seven. And this time, though, uh, different from the ALCS, the Dodgers prevailed, completed the comeback on the back of... Uh, I'd say a little bit of inconsistent offense I saw from the Dodgers, but boy, sometimes they like that one game. They just exploded with runs. You know, the Dodgers are a team that I watch and, and kind of similar to the Rays. They get the job done when they need to get the job done, but uh, there's nothing other than maybe their offense that really like their bullpen doesn't wow me. Uh, Their starting pitching is good, but it doesn't wow me. And their offense is, uh, is probably the most impressive factor with them, but you know, and then you look across the field at the Braves. The Braves, although they're starting pitching, we questioned from the beginning where they were at. Ian Anderson was unbelievable in the playoffs. Uh, Max Fried was unbelievable. Their bullpen was unbelievable. And their offense is is top-notch. So to see that they didn't win, that they didn't come out on top, you know, they came up one game shy, uh, was really surprising to me. You know, obviously I picked the Dodgers uh, at the start of the, the bracket, but, you know, after I saw what the Braves had, it really – uh, kind of changed my mind. So uh, to to see the Dodgers uh, in this position against them was a little surprising. It's, a, I guess, a testament to how good they played all year because they really were the top dog all year. So maybe that, that makes uh, – that chemistry makes a little bit of a difference, what they got in that clubhouse. But, man, the Braves were really impressed me even more than I already – I already held them in high esteem, but they impressed me even more. And uh, they got a nice group of guys, nice crop of young guys too growing out there, you know. So that's a, I thought it was a great series, and uh, Dodgers are your NL champions. I don't know how you felt about the NLCS. Yeah, uh, I, I think the Braves are good. Uh, they have some questions to answer, though, as every team always does. Uh, what they're going to do with Snedeker, are they going to bring him back? I think they could. Mm. I might easily see them get rid of him, though, just because, you know, you're expected to kind of win at this point, and they're not. So if they didn't bring him back, wouldn't be surprised, but uh, I think they should bring him back. But they got to really figure out a couple major things, and that's going to be – Starting off with starting pitching, you know, you get Soroka back, Soroka back next year. Not sure exactly when with the Achilles injury. 
hopefully get him back pretty early on. Him, Freed, Ian Anderson, there's three guys. Mm-hmm. Ian Anderson only pitched really double A his whole life. Yeah. You know, he never really got to pitch triple A much last year, a couple innings. So hopefully you can rely on him more this year coming up. But they do have to get starting pitchers. They get King Felix back hopefully after um, opting out. But they need starting pitching. Mm-hmm. I think they still need one bullpen guy just yeah. to really help shore it up the rest of the way. Because they had a good bullpen. Oh, yeah. So if they can get that one guy who's really consistently dominant to help out Chris Martin and Melanson, uh, make sure those guys are signed next year. But they're major, major issues. And, and I think they got to figure out what they're going to do with Mark Hakis because of his being a leader on that team. Um, so they, they got they a questionnaire, you know, what exactly they want to do. Marcel Zuna's going to be a free agent. You yep. know, I think Mark Hakis is going to be a free agent. Mm-hmm. One's a gr- great player. Marcel Zuna was unbelievable this year. Almost won triple crown. Yeah. Mark Hakis is as consistent as they come and a leader. So there's two, you know, big pieces missing there. Um, you got to figure out Ozzy Albies. He's a guy who tried hitting home runs every every pitch. They have a shift on him who has a, a guy with, you know, top-notch speed. Mm-hmm. And they're shifting him as a switch hitter. He can't get on base. you got to figure that out. Mm-hmm. You, he's got to be a hitter. He's got to be a, a one or two hitter in the lineup. You can't have him batting seventh or eighth because he wants to pull home runs as a switch hitter. You know? Agreed. There's, there's, they're talking about maybe not even making him a switch hitter anymore. Just let him bat one side because mm-hmm. he struggles. Uh, he's got to figure out a way to get on base, though. Because you can't have that much speed and not be on base. You can't. You got to be a good hitter. If you're yeah. gonna be a, uh, the player they think he's gonna be, you're gonna be good. Acuna's good. Acuna mm-hmm. gets on base. He hits his home runs, but he's a home, more of a home run hitter. Albie's just just hit 10, 15, 20 home runs. Be on base 280. You know, average 280 and on base 350, something like that. But he's too much speed to be batting 220 trying to hit home runs. Sure. It's a big question for them to answer there. And the next big thing is, let's be honest, Austin Raleigh can't be on your team no more. Because where does he play? Third base, he's terrible. Defensively, he's terrible. Awful. He's awful. Mm. He made that one play where he one-hop scooped or whatever the hell it was. He's terrible. Can't mm. throw the ball. He's not a third baseman. He's not an outfielder. Can't hit the ball. When he hits it, it's a home run. It's like Gary Sanchez on the Braves. <laughs> and let's be honest, he ruined your, he ruined your season by, by running the bases ready like a T-baller. Either stay at second or get to third. Being in between second and third yesterday was idiotic. was idiotic. He's like, Swanson did a decent rundown. Mm-hmm. Get to third base. Yeah. Do you ever get a guy out of a rundown? Does he ever get back to the base? Does it really, to be honest, does he ever get back there? No. No. Just get to third. Just stand there. Now you have first and third, if not second and third. So for a guy on, run, on first, matters where he gets. Mm. Marquez. He might get second there. But at the very least, first and third, one out. Or yeah. just stay at second. Just go back to second and stand there. Yeah. Now you have first and second, one out. Don't be in between. That was idiotic. That was terrible. And point to the dugout. Oh, I slid past. No, you should just point to the dugout and go get my get my car warmed up. I'm going home. <laughs> oh, I took him right out of that game. That's terrible. That's terrible. Yeah, you got to be able to run the bases. Bad luck. You can't bunt. Well, you've never bunted before. Well, you can't hit. <laughs> you can't field. And you can't run the bases. So exactly why are you here? Why? Because you can hit you can hit a couple home runs in 100 games. If I can have anybody do that, I mean, he's not, he shouldn't be on your team. You need a third baseman. Let's be honest. You need a third baseman. Oh, he was a top, top prospect. I don't care what he was. He says he can't play third base. You had him in the outfield last year. He can't do that. Hmm. He can't hit. I mean, was he a 180 hitter? 190 hitter? Maybe. What does he do? Go get a third baseman. Go go get somebody. Because there's some guys out there. Chris Bryant. Or trade, you know, all the prospects you have. Because you have a million of them. Go get Arenado. Huh. Put Arenado on that team. With Swanson and Albies and Freeman Whew. and Darno and Flowers behind the plate. Oh, man. And Kristen Pache, Patchy in center field, Acuna, left field, you know, whatever you want to do with there. Yeah. You got a great team. 
But Austin Riley really hurt you. Yeah. I didn't see him do enough in the playoffs to keep him around. And defensively, he's just not good. He gets saved by a great defensive first baseman. Oh, yeah. And a great defensive infield mm-hmm. he gets saved by. And he gets really covered up offensively by a great team. Sure. But his his weaknesses, I think, uh, like a lot of Braves, well, he's, you know, they, they might like him, Braves fans, but they understand he's not good. Hmm. He can be, but I think he's a DH first base kind of guy. I think they, I think the Braves got a Kyle Schwarber on their hands. But he really doesn't have a position, and he could easily be a 180 hitter with some home runs, which I think Riley was a 180 hitter with some home runs. Yeah, I think that's what they got. And so they better fig. I think they really need to figure out what they want to do. But I think a third baseman would have went a long way on that team. Sure. Yeah. To kind of lock up that infield. Yeah. And I think there's some guys out there. They can make a. They can get Chris Bryant. They can get Arenado. They can go the route of Simeon, have him play a different position. They can have him, you know, I don't think Didi would make much sense, go a different position. But Simeon, I could see. You know, there's, there's a lot of pieces. There's a lot of guys, you know, Tommy Lostella maybe. Yeah. Uh, maybe LeMahieu. Mm-hmm. He doesn't go back to the Yankees. Even a guy like Todd Frazier. Yeah, why not? Something that's, but I mean, Riley's just, it doesn't make sense for me. And I'm not, I don't want to really badmouth Riley because <clears throat> I think he could be good. He's just not a third baseman. He needs to hit. He needs to be a first base DH type. You can't be, you know, third base, a key position. You can't be in the outfield. You don't need his power. Hmm. You're not like, oh, we're, we're missing power here. You know, you're not. Hmm. With Freeman and Acuna and Yadazunia this year and Swanson. And you don't really miss power. Hmm. So you need defensive help there and just quality there. And I don't think he's it. So unless he really has just had a bad year. You really think he could become better defensively and more consistent offensively? Then you gotta just get rid of him and put him in a trade and get a pitcher and a third baseman. Especially like you said, the the offense is there. There's no issue with their lineup really at this point. You know, especially with the, I believe they still even have uh, that guy uh, Drew Waters. I believe is still a prospect for them. So you know, there's another outfielder you got there. They got uh, Pache, Pache, mm. whatever the guy's last name. Is. Maybe you want to pronounce it. They're saying he's Andrew Jones Jr., which he's not going to be. He's not going to be close to that. But, <laughs> um, you know, he could be really good. Yeah, could be really good. Mm-hmm. You know, you have Camargo. Yeah, who's a young player? Mm-hmm. Who's who could? He's a utility guy. He's still, you know, they have a lot of young guys. They still have a great minor league system, and they're not spending a bunch of money still. So they can no. go out and make a move. I just think third base is the move, and they've seen it last year. They had Donaldson. Well, he brought Riley up. He went in the outfield. Didn't play great defensively. He hit a bunch of home runs at first, then he was terrible offensively. This yeah. year they're like, all right, let's give him a year. All right, I know they had the COVID in the shortened season, but he put him at third base. Defensively, didn't help anymore, any any bit more. Um, and offensively, he was still the same. Hit some home runs, it just couldn't hit consistently. So, you know, I think they're not going to give up on him yet. I really don't because they already they got rid of Donaldson. But they really think they should. Hmm. Just because you you got to win. You're ready to win now. Yeah. No more building them up and going, hopefully he comes. No, you just win. Go get somebody. Go get Arnauto win. Worry about the other stuff later. Yeah, they're knocking at the door, so. We'll see. And, you know, if you're going to lose more Salzuna, you definitely need to shore up a little bit of defense. And a couple of those spots in left field, Marcel did not great defensively. If they bring him back in third base, was obviously an issue. But if you can go get somebody like Arnado, that pretty much figures that team out. Sure does. Or Chris Bryant. Yeah. Chris Bryant is defensively better than Austin Riley. He's one of the, one of the better third basemen defensively. Not great, but mm. better. Yeah. But he can play multiple positions, and he's offensively, other than this year, is usually pretty good. So they need to figure something out, though. But. They need. I. I really. I really thought Austin Riley was a big reason why they didn't go to the World Series and win. 
after watching him play. And then that base runner mistake would that would have been the end. Of, that would have took him right out of that game. That was a heads up play by uh, by Turner. You know you can't run the base like that, and Justin Turner's got the ball because he's too situation. You know he's too situationally aware of what's going on. Go you know he was gonna. You know he was Braves gonna, can go to Justin Turner. You know, he'd fit right in. You know, he'd there's a lot right of guys. In. Simeon. I mean, I already went through some of these guys. Yeah. Or you can go get a real big name, or you can go anything. See what the Yankees are doing with Urshela. Go get Lemayu. There's a lot of things they could do, but I just don't think Austin Riley's. I just don't see enough. He's a Sanchez type of guy. He's a Kyle Swarber type of guy. I don't see enough there for him to keep him. When yeah. You, when you're ready to win. And this he, was a couple of years ago when you're still like, oh, we're, we're, we're winning, but we're, we're not quite like this is our World Series window. This is their window. So it's like either you know, help us now or sorry, we got you got to go. We, we think you still could be good, but we got to go now. Yeah. It's either, you know, jump jump on or, or get out. Yeah, because he's, he's really one of the few – holes they have really because the whole rest of the infield sure you know you got Dansby Swanson Ozzy Albies I think will be okay Freddie Freeman's one of the best first basemen in baseball uh your outfield I would think is going to be a little short up you could at least make one signing and your outfield is just about short up catching Darno has been really good for you and Flowers um and Flowers have been good so you got at least at the very worst you got a platoon job at, at, at catcher and, the, and you got a, two good guys there you know, your, your bullpen, like you said, you get a reliever, you shore up the bullpen a little bit more, you're good there. And a starter. And, yeah, you get you got, you know, even for even though the one bad, terrible start he had, Kyle Wright, is supposed to be pretty good, and he yeah. did pitch pretty good. So but you got another young guy they, there. They can go get Tanaka. Yeah. They can go get Paxson. Mm-hmm. They can go get Trevor Bauer. Yeah, you don't even, you know, it's, say you had Max put, Freed. Put Bauer on that team. You got, yeah, because then you'd have Max Freed, him, Soroka, and then say Ian Anderson and Kyle Wright work out for you guys, there's your five. That's a really good five, in my opinion. And then go get a reliever. Yep. You know, you have to get a top tier reliever. No one's asking for that. But go get that, go get that, like, you know, more consistent. Go get another Melanson type, Shane Green type, Chris Martin type. Yeah. Chris Martin, really good. But somewhere like that where it's just more consistent. Mm -hmm. A guy who can kind of depend on. You know, go get Canely. Go can get see a, that. Go get an Octavino because the Yankees don't like him. Yeah, for some reason. You know, there's, there's relievers out there. And I know you a lot of Yankees, I'm saying, but that's just some some of the ones I can think off the top of my head. Go get Kirby Yates. Is Liam Hendricks. I think he might be a free agent. Go get Liam Hendricks. Yeah. I mean, that would be, those are some big name guys. Yeah. But there's other guys out there who are a little bit smaller that you can go get. You know, maybe, you know, maybe. Dylan Batances. Yeah, Batances. Maybe Edwin Diaz. Maybe Andrew Miller comes available. There's a piece there. So one starter, one reliever. I really think third base is a big old hole for them. Yeah, it's one of the few that they really have anymore. You know, so you gotta you gotta evaluate and see what you got and what you can do. Yeah, um, I mean, and he's just—if you're a great defender over there and he and he only hit home runs, it was a great defender. You take that, but he's not a great defender. He's not a consistent hitter, and he's just got power. You're not missing power. You're missing no. defense and consistency. So if you can get a guy who, even if you would just turn into a defensive guy, go out there and be one of the better third basemen defensively, and then hit some home runs at times, you'd be okay with that. Yeah. But right now he's nothing. I might be wrong on a guy. I might be wrong for him for the Braves. Maybe he turns out to be 280 hitter next year, but I don't. I think he really was a big reason why they, they lost, and Game 7 was blatant. Yeah, I, I yeah, I can't really disagree. I'm not uh, I'm not too up on his stats or, uh, you know, as far as I test, I think I, I can't necessarily disagree. Um, I'd have to look more at his stats, but uh, I don't necessarily disagree with you right now because I, I kind of – look at that team as a whole and see him as more of a question mark than a lot of the other guys. So, yeah. but uh, overall uh, I thought the Braves as a team played pretty damn well. 
I, we kind of both expected this out of them at the very beginning of the season before COVID and everything. We kind of expected a deep run like this. They really only came one game short of uh, of a World Series. And I think they would give uh, the Rays a good run for their money if they were in there. Uh, now, obviously, you know, the Dodgers have been good all season. Uh, they've been good for many years now. So we'll see what happens with them. I think this is their third pennant in five years. So we'll see if they can finally get over that hump. You know, they, they showed a lot of resiliency in that LCS. I think they're going to arrive a pretty good wave um, into the World Series. Uh, they've got pretty good starting pitching. Kershaw, you can only pitch five innings anymore. Uh, Walker Bueller's good. Julio Urias was great out of the bullpen. Um, Kenley Jansen's usually pretty good for you. You know, they got uh, clutch hitting from Turner. Uh, Bellinger really has been questionable all year, but you got a big home run out of him. You know, Corey Seager's been money. He's your NLCS MVP. Uh, Will Smith has been money for you from the catching position. You know, you got um, you got guys like Kike Hernandez who come off the bench, know their know their role, and, and do their job well. Uh, Muncie runs into one every, you know, obviously once in a while. Uh, Dodgers got a good team. I don't think we, you know, everyone kind of knows this at this point. They, they, like I said, they were the top dog all year. I don't think there was really too many moments in the season. It had to have been very, very early where they weren't the, they didn't have the best record. Uh, so you kind of expect them to be here. I don't know how they'll fare, fare against the Rays though. I'm going to stick with them for my prediction sake. I already, I kind of went against them with the Padres and they proved me way, way wrong. So I'm just going to stick with them at this point. But I think that there is the potential that the Rays do take care of them quickly just because that's I, that's kind of the team the Rays have. I can see them kind of getting real hot and, and knocking them out and <laughs> Dodgers going to Dodger, I guess, to put it that way. Sure. So, um, so yeah, so run it back a little bit. NLCS, Dodgers win in seven. Corey Seager is your ALCS, uh, NLCS MVP. And it's Rays-Dodgers, one seed versus one seed for the World Series. So, what um so what do you think is going to happen with this uh with this World Series and maybe how many games key players yeah. anything like that? Well, you know, uh, just to go in quickly, we'll go through some of these things. Uh, the series was good. Braves and, and Dodgers series was really good. Mm. Both teams showed their their top, top talents. Um, uh, the, the Dodgers know they're in the last year or two of their window, um, unless they just continue to do some crazy stuff and spending and trading away a lot of stuff, um. I mean, they're still going to be good because they still have some prospects, but that's what I'm saying. They either got to, you know, this is their best, best chances to be World Series winners. Mm. Um, so that win is closing, so they know they they got pressure on them. Braves played great. It was a great series. Dodgers are a strong team. Uh, they do have weaknesses, though. Offensively, they really, you look at their numbers, they haven't been great. The bullpen's not good. Yeah. Kevin Jensen's not the same pitcher. Joe Kelly doesn't know where he's throwing the ball. <laughs> so he's always been with Joe Kelly. He doesn't know where it's going. Yeah. Starting pitching, Walker Bueller uh, has been pretty good. You know, I wouldn't say dominant in the playoffs. We've been pretty good. Yep. Uh, but he has a blister issue. Kershaw's terrible. That's how that's going to be. Mm-hmm. You want him four or five innings, you're fine. Six innings, just take the loss. So they got to figure that out. You know, uh, other than that, I mean, they're they're good. But I, I think the Rays, uh, I think the Rays win the series just because they just are a World Series looking team. Mm-hmm. They're never out. They don't care. They're in it. They're gonna win. They're fun. They play the game. They don't. They just don't care. That's the, they. They don't care. You know, they could have been down three, three zero. They don't care. They were. They they blow. They're blowing it. Oh my God, we're gonna blow it. They didn't care. Mm-hmm. They were losing the dugout. They're losing the field. So um, they play great defense. They're. I think they're. They think they win the series. Maybe six games. They take game one because Kershaw's gonna be pitching. They probably take game four or five because Kershaw will be pitching. And 
think all they got to do is find a way to beat one of their other starters. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the the Rays beat Kershaw twice this series. Okay. And I think they beat Kenley Jensen once. That was three wins. I can see that, yeah. They got to muster another win off of Bueller or off of anyone else who's going to be starting for him. Tony Gonsolin or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. So they have to muster one other win somewhere else. But they're going to get one off of Kenley Jensen, and I, I, they're going to beat Kershaw twice. Okay. I mean, no, everyone beats Kershaw. So. <laughs> Especially if he goes into the sixth or seventh. Yeah, if you give him four innings, really good. Five, pretty good. Six, awful. Yeah, I don't know what it is. So, should be a pretty good series. I think the Rays are going to win now. Who's your World Series MVP? I mean, pick from any of them. Any of them could do it, really. Who I would want to see win World Series MVP. Mm-hmm. And I had to pick two guys. I would say Joey Wendell, mm. because that young man over at third base makes some plays and slaps the ball over the place, and he's just a maniac. But I really think Austin Meadows wins it. Okay. Because he's starting to get the at-bats back, where he's really starting to, you can really start seeing his at-bats really starting to come back alive. Mm-hmm. That's a really good player. Mm-hmm. So he's right on the cusp of really feeling good because he's getting the at-bats under his belt. Mm. He's going to just bust out because he's a consistent player, consistent hitter. Mm. And I can see him and, and a great defender. It's a good I think, guess. I think he could easily win it. Um, if you want to go pitching-wise, I mean... Charlie Morton. <laughs> I would say, I really think we're maybe one of their relievers, just because they use him so much. Yeah, like Fairbanks a... Banks or Diego Castillo. Nick Anderson. Blake, yeah, Blake's now uh, starting pitching-wise. But I, I, I personally like to see Joey Wendell. I always kind of like Joey Wendell, just that kind of Ben Zobers type of player. But I, I think uh, I think Austin Meadows would be my, would be my pick. It's a good um, pick. And just because he, I think Arania has got to cool off a bit. He won ALCS. So it's almost like, well, if he doesn't hit 10 home runs this World Series, I mean, he didn't do what he's supposed to do. Yeah. So almost like the expectation is so high for him right now for some reason mm. for the World Series. Yeah. Well, Smash is going to come in back 400, hit a couple, you know, home run or two, make a deep dive and play in the outfield, and you're going to be like, well, all right, this guy. Yeah. And he's had a pretty rough season and postseason overall. I mean, he obviously had a good big home run in game five against the Yankees, all that stuff. But uh, I think people forget that he is he's a really good player and that he can really turn it on. And like you said, he's been having better at bat, so uh, you never know with him. Uh, I already kind of let the cat out of the bag. I think the Dodgers are going to take it. Um, like I said, just I, I just think that I at this point, I got to stick with my prediction. But like you said, for everything you said about the Rays is true. I think that they are fantastic, and I think that they could easily win it. But I think the series is going to go six or seven. I think that it's tough because both teams are the one seed. Both teams played great all year. They had, I think, similar records. The Rays got better pitching. I think pound for pound, pound for pound, Dodgers might have a better offense depending on situational hitting and 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 getting the job done. Um, talent wise, I think the Dodgers do have the better hitting, but the Rays bullpen and starting pitching, I think, is leagues leaps and bounds better. But I just think that the Dodgers are just gonna they're they're almost like the they're the they're the money version of the Rays where they just kind of get the job done when they need to get it done as opposed to just having a bunch of guys batting 300, hitting 40 home runs or whatever. I think that they'll uh, find a way to get it done. And if I had to take a guess as to the World Series MVP for the Dodgers, I could see it being a guy like Will Smith. For just, you know, He's been awesome for them, and I could see him getting some real clutch hits. And as a secondary pick, maybe a dark horse pick, Kike Hernandez, just always in a big moment, seems to just get it done. And I could see him having like a big game five, game six, game, six, game seven, having like a stretch there where he just is an un, like a clutch, unbelievable hitter. And I could see them giving it to him as a guy who kind of got the big win for them or something like that. Yeah, if I had to guess who a Dodger MVP would be, 
other than, you know, Kershaw for the other team because <laughs> he's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, AJ Pollock. Oh. Having a really good year for them. Yeah. No one's really talking about it. Good at bats. And then maybe, uh, you know, you, you could go with probably their best player in the last five, six years. His whole run is Justin Turner. So if I had to pick, if the Dodgers ever won, that's who I would maybe pick. But Dodgers aren't going to win. Can't win. Um, Rays are going to win. Mm. Six games, I think. Good series, but Rays are going to win. Yeah, I agree. Uh, good series, six, seven games. I'll just flip it as you flipped it. I think if the Rays take it, I do see someone like uh, – a pitcher, if I had to pick from the pitching category, I could see one of them taking the MVP. I'd say uh, Charlie Morton, or I could see someone like Nick Anderson or Diego Castillo because they've, they've, Nick Anderson, Diego Castillo, and really Peter Fairbanks come up big for them in the playoffs. They come up real big. Uh, so I could see them, or I could see someone like, um, I mean, Randy Rosarain is easy, but I could see someone like uh, Kevin Kiermeyer for some reason just all of a sudden breaking out and having a great series. Um, you know, not obviously. Uh, Oh, gee, man. I, I can see any of them, really. They all seem to, maybe except, like, I don't know, Willie Adamas or Yandy Diaz, but, like, seems that whole lineup just all of a sudden big hit. And then next game, well, that next seen, man up, big hit. seen Yandy Diaz in the playoffs before. I mean, the A's already have two home runs in, like, the first two innings against the A's. He can yeah. all of a sudden just be, you know, the header he's kind of supposed to be. Yeah. But uh, it should be a good series. But I think the Rays are going to take it, and I think the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers really messed up yesterday. And, and the reason that when they won, well, they had – Ballinger bumper and dislocated shoulder or whatever the hell he did with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Roberts getting on that getting on that stand and said this is our year. I really thought that was a mess up because you don't really ever do that to any team. But the Rays seem like the team they're going to put that right on the whiteboard and they're going to run with that and they're going to they're going to oh they're going to take that and beat the snot out of teams with that. Yeah, that's either going to be a uh, a big meme or it's going to be a big uh, big saying on a T-shirt for the Dodgers. I never, you they know, they got all the pressure. Rays got no pressure. They paid t- five bucks for this team. They have mm. no pressure, mm. no fans or limited fans. They don't. They don't care. They don't care. Yeah. Dodgers is like eight years, you know. Yeah, this is their third it's, trip. It's like the the Bills back in the day. Yeah. Four Super Bowls in a row to win it. Pressure's not on the team they're going against. Pressure's on them. Yeah. At some point you gotta win. Gotta get it done. Yep. So I, I think the Rays win, and I think the Dodgers just go why. I could see it. So, I could definitely see it. But uh, that's all I got regarding that. I don't know if you have anything else. No, I think I, I kind of said my piece, and uh, yeah, I just hope for a good series. That's I don't want a World Series sweep or anything like that. That's the last thing I want to baseball to end early. You know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, before we get off here, I'll go into the trivia question for the week, and the trivia question obviously is regarding the World Series. Um, one that probably ninety-five percent of people out there probably won't get. Yeah, I didn't. No, I mean you don't get anything, but. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so the trivia question is who hit the first major league baseball home run in the world series? I didn't even have a guess to be honest yeah. with you. So it was from the national league, national league player in 1903 for the Pittsburgh pirates, I believe at the time. Um, and it's Jimmy Sebring hit the first home run in the world series history. Jimmy and, Sebring who? Yeah, 1903 Jimmy Sebring. And in 1909, he ended up dying at the age of 27 because of a, a disease. Go down in baseball history uh, forever. Yeah, he'll always be remembered, even if he was just uh, statistically at least just a mediocre player. Yeah, I had 261 hitter and six home runs his whole career. Yeah, but yeah. he hit the first World Series home run. Hey, good for him. So there you go, J- Jimmy Sebring. Yeah, so, I don't think anyone really knew that, but now, now you, you do. Now you know. Yep. <laughs> so. 
that's that's all I got. I mean, uh, I don't know if you want to throw anything else in there. We had a good week. No uh, more legends going by the wayside. Thank so God, knock good. on wood. Uh, the uh, Raiders had a bye week. Yep. And they come out and play Sunday, Sunday night football against the fighting Tom Brady's. So hopefully they'll take that. Um, and our buddy Dom gets married this weekend. Yep. So congratulations to him and his wife. We'll be there on the weekend seeing him. And so that, that should be a good time. Yeah, sure. Um, I got nothing else to add there. But uh, the only thing I'd like to say is uh, uh, we may put a tweet out. Uh, depending on how long the World Series goes, uh, this is the first series, I think, in all the playoffs that they have some off days for some reason. So if if the series does go uh, seven games, we're going to record, obviously, after the series is over. Um, so we're going to record a little late. Uh, episode might go up a little late. Um, if anything changes, we'll put up a tweet. We'll let you guys know. But just a little advance uh, notice here. You know, if the series is quick, if the series goes four or five games and it's a quick in and out series, then we'll we'll be here like normal. Yeah, or even I think six games might be on schedule. But if it does go the seventh game, goes distance to the next Wednesday, we will we might be a day late. We could be but, delayed into like f- late Friday afternoon, two three o'clock. Yes, yeah. instead of like a Thursday one twelve one o'clock post. Yeah, so we'll, it won't be too delayed, but it may be just a day in case anyone that relies on our Thursday posting. Uh, but uh, yeah, I just figured I'd let you know that. And uh, other than that, I, I'm... Yeah, yeah, and just, just to go off of that real quick, too, once the offseason kind of kicks into it, we'll be going every other week as well. We'll go yeah. into that more once we're kind of there. Um, but, yeah, so just some updates to look at for uh, scheduling and just releasing things. Yep. So. All right, yeah, so then uh, what do you say we get the hell out of here and uh, got another Monday Night Football game here to watch, but it uh, looks like Chiefs-Bills game. looks like the Chiefs are probably going to hold on to it, but we'll see. <laughs> all right well <laughs> all right guys that's uh that wraps up this episode uh you can listen to this podcast every week on google podcasts as well as spotify and apple podcasts um you can listen on our regularly updated youtube channel as well as our website screwball.podbean.com you can follow me on twitter at real michael Pri. you can follow me on instagram at michael Pri. you can follow me on twitter and instagram at fdubs10 you can follow our official screwball twitter at screwball pod you can follow our official screwball facebook at screwball pod no ian screw and that's it from us guys we'll see you next week yep take care